0: The Rad the Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad
1: Broadcast. What are you doing? Nobody wants to hear that. Ah,
0: nobody wants to hear me swallow? <laughs> oh, I beg to differ. According to the emails we got for this next episode, Uh, There's a lot of swallowing going on in some of these places. Oh. We got some kinky fuckers listening to this podcast. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another uh, weekly episode of the Rad Podcast, which, by the way, we should probably have a little quick team meeting here. Oh. We have a vacation coming up. Um, Yes. We got one more week after this week until (laughs) the show, the Rad Radio Show, which is our where we come from. If you're new listeners to this program, there's a Rob, anybody, and Don show radio program that airs on the West Coast. It's syndicated in a couple of the armpits of of the West Coast, the Reno, Nevada region, and the Sacramento area. <laughs> um, and if you're just now finding us, thank you. Um, but when we go on to vacation, one of us won't be here, and so right. we should probably pre-record. Maybe two episodes? What do you think?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay. So we have all next week that we'll be here, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's a big
0: plan next week.
1: Yeah. I don't have anything planned next week. We could record two on Wednesday.
0: What if we did just like split it up? Maybe do one oh, okay. Tuesday and then one Wednesday. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because then we, because, you know, we'll run out of things to say and something might happen in the 24 hours that we record the next episode. Right. And, um you know, I, I don't want to half-ass it either. Right. So... All right, let's do Tuesday Wednesday of next week. We'll record new new episodes. Okay.
1: I already have Wednesday on my calendar. Perfect. put Tuesday on now. Excellent. And we'll be good
0: to go. All right. Thanks for letting us get that out of the way. <laughs> good um,
1: tea. And team meeting done.
0: And take two. <laughs> All right. Um, if you do want to contribute to the podcast, we always do love hearing from you, even if it's just a, hey, we love what you're doing. But if you do have some questions that you need... Uh, some help with you can always write us at rad at radradio dot com, right. or you can find us at our Facebook page, the Rad Radio Facebook page, radradio dot com.
1: You can come to us with anything because Brandon and I are very open-minded. We're mm-hmm. not going to, it's a safe zone. We're not going to judge you. You got any, well, like, well, we might
0: judge we you. We might judge you a little bit, but a we'll be bit. nice about
1: it. Yeah, but we will definitely answer, you know, if you have sex questions, any type of Mom weird questions. Mom questions. I'm not a mom. Questions. She I is. Mean, but you're a dog dad.
0: I'm a dog dad, but I'm not a mom. So you can't come with me with, well, what, 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 what do I do if my kid's... Throw it up all over the place in the middle of the night. They probably go to the doctor, right? Right, yeah. yeah. But,
1: you know, sometimes people feel like they don't have anybody to talk to because they're going through some weird shit. And both Brandon and I have gone through a lot of weird shit. That's true. So you're not alone. You're not
0: alone. Yeah, so that's absolutely right. Thank you, Amanda. Mm-hmm. How was your weekend?
1: Uh, weekend was fun, actually. Yeah? What'd you do? Yeah. Um. Well, my friend and I, we went... To dinner and a movie.
0: A movie. What'd you see?
1: Um, I saw that Lady Bird movie. Oh, that's right.
0: Mm-hmm. It was good.
1: It was. Re- it was. I had no idea what it was going to be about. Um, and there was a lot of like unexpected humor. All right. That I did not expect. So just
0: the good filmmaking. Yeah. Good, it was just all around good movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's about Sacramento. It's like based in the Sacramento area, right?
1: It. Yeah. The the setting is Sacramento, but it's not really about Sacramento. Gotcha. They talk about places in sacramento but that's just they're just talking about like whatever
0: and being a sacramento lover it was nice to hear those things in movies because you don't really see that much yeah and they like went
1: through the fab 40s and stuff it was really it was it was good
0: right on that reminds me when they the sacramento and uh and surrounding areas don't get a lot of movie production done right I know they did one in the last five years, I think, maybe five to ten years. They they filmed a scene in the Rivercats Stadium. I know that they're like oh. <clears throat> I don't I think it was like a comedy, but it didn't do very well. But I remember it was like a big deal that they filmed it there. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's okay. And uh the one that I remember most fondly was um they filmed Phenomenon up mm-hmm. in Auburn.
1: Yeah, they filmed that when I was living up there. Yeah,
0: when I was living up in, in Georgetown, it's yeah. just a hop, skip, and a jump into town. And that's, we back then, we didn't really have like a, a grocery store that we would go to normally. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had their, their town grocery store, but it was more mm-hmm. expensive because it's, you know, it cost more money to get out there. Like the holiday market? Pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was almost exactly like that. Um, and, uh Marvel food stores. That was actually my first job. Oh. Yeah. I worked there for 3 years. They wanted me, me me to be a manager of the food store. I think I was 20 years old. The guy was like, "You're ready to be a manager."
1: And you're and like, "Fuck this shit.
0: I'm out of here. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go do radio." Cool. Um but I remember the there was a, a garage like cuz he was a mechanic, right? Yeah. In the movie, mm-hmm. uh Tom, John Travolta in the movie Phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And they filmed the the mechanic scenes in Auburn. I thought yeah. that was really cool.
1: Well, and then the courthouse scenes they filmed up there and then- oh, the, that's right. There was a bar there called the Shanghai that's no longer there.
0: Is it a bar still, though?
1: It's now the Auburn Ale House or Oh, okay. They, they tore the Shanghai down. Oh, it's, it's just a whole
0: new building now.
1: Yeah. Oh, bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but eh, yeah, Such is life.
0: Well, I, You know what just, just crossed my mind? Even before that- Gregory Hines filmed a movie up in Georgetown, actually, oh, like really? on the main street. Hmm. And we were walking home one day. And I, I remember this because I was walking home with my mom. I was still too young to, to, to walk home by myself or something. And hmm. I I was still too young to really figure out who is Gregory Hines. Because, you know, as a kid, you just I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom got a <laughs> an autograph from Gregory Hines on one of my textbooks <laughs> from grade school. So now, you know, if this grade, if this book even still exists and, you know, wasn't about evolution and they'd taken it out of the school <laughs> or whatever, um, there's a book circulating around <laughs> in Georgetown Middle School with Gregory, with Gregory Hines, uh, H- John Hancock on there. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny.
1: Um, there's also... The opening car crash of that Triple X movie. Oh, yeah. They drove the co- the, the Corvette or
0: whatever they off the Forest, Forest Hill Bridge. Yeah. And
1: yeah. when I lived, so I used to live in this little flat on J Street in 39. Now, is it a flat
0: if it's not in England?
1: Oh, okay. So, so a, what's
0: the difference between a flat and an apartment?
1: Okay. So a flat is one house and then another house on top of each other. A dupl- oh, okay. A duplex is when they're side by side. Okay. So this was like, I had the first floor of the house and then
0: um, the person upstairs had the second. And they're separate houses altogether. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I did not know that. I always <laughs> thought, oh, blimey, so I'd go go have a smoke a fag in my flat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I lived on a flat on J Street
1: and um, 39th Street. So right, right next to the Fab 40s. And so at night my ex and I, we would take walks and just walk and look through all the, you know, all the mansions. So that was like home to me. That was Mm. the first kind of place that I lived outside of high school. Mm -hmm. And um, there was another John Travolta movie that they were filming. And the thing is, is they filmed it at night. So they had these big orbs up in the sky to make it look like daytime. And Mm. they filmed it in the fab 40s. I think it was that movie called Reindeer Games.
0: I'll have to go back and watch it.
1: John Travolta and I want to say Ben Affleck.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, they were filming. They had a bunch of fake snow on on the street that they were filming and they were doing like a a snow snowmobile like crashes and stuff.
0: Really? Yeah. It's cool. I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah, so I wonder we... what other movies have been filmed in Sacramento. Than the, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot more than we can think of. and yeah. Because they'll always do probably do a lot of B-roll or mm-hmm. they'll do those those side shots that probably last 30 seconds mm-hmm. on, on the actual movie. And it doesn't even take place in Sacramento. But, right. you know, they filmed it at the money store or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: You know, it's funny you say B-roll. So uh, I watched Survivor with the old man. We watch it all the time. And so he didn't know what that term meant because I was I was telling him, oh, man, it would be so awesome to be the person that shoots the B-roll for Survivor.
0: And he didn't know what that was. And he,
1: he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so I was just explaining it to him because on Survivor, it's like, you know, they film all the the bugs and the animals and the, mm-hmm. the cool ocean shots and all this stuff.
0: Oh, I, it's like all the cool scenery. It's all
1: tropical. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, that would be yeah. a cool job. I mean. You think about those cameramen and what they have to go through if they're going to be on their knees all day. You know, like I think about that show, um, the the little people show.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know, but they, but to, I know what you're talking about. To be on a TLC or a whatever. videographer or just a camera guy on that show, wouldn't you have to be on your knees the whole time because they're all little people? <laughs> I don't know. So I just think that would be bad on your knees.
1: Yeah. I don't know if they were to really be oh, okay. on their knees.
0: I think, I do think that would be a really awesome job. Like mm-hmm. to be those Nat Geo camera guys that go mm-hmm. out and film the the planet Earth. Oh yeah. and stuff. Yeah. All that shit. <clears throat> really cool jobs. But then they show like the behind the scenes and how grueling and daunting it is to get like a three minute sequence mm-hmm. for one of those nature shows. It takes like three months. And they oh, have because to, they like, have go, to do it in time lapse or whatever. Or they have to capture that it's just the right moment. And a lot of it is just waiting for Mother, mother Nature to do its thing. Mm-hmm. And most of the time is just waiting. And, yeah. I mean, it's not so bad you get to go hang out in the wilderness. But, I mean, wouldn't you rather be hanging out in your house with some heat maybe right? if you're yeah. out in the cool for, for months at a time? Yeah. And, you know, you got to be out on camera all the time. I Imagine it's like you're a sniper at one of your sniper posts and you know you have to be you have to wear the depends because you have to go to the bathroom right there you can't move right because what if you go out taking a shit and then the cheetah finally <laughs> starts running across your, your your field of vision and you can't get that shot
1: well that's why i always wonder you remember that movie milo and otis yes how difficult do you think that movie was to shoot well you it know- had to have been like <laughs> you to get them to do all this stuff like the cat goes in the river and shit you yeah, know, in the box and like how and they were a puppy and a kitten like how did they train those animals to do that?
0: I think a lot of it is just wait and see or co- coaxing them to, you know, with with toys and mm-hmm. and treats to get them to go to places and get to their marks or whatever, but yeah, I think that a lot of it is just waiting for that that special moment. I'm sure there's tons of footage on the on the editing room floor of just random cat and dog footage. <laughs> Um, that people would go gaga over on the internet now, yeah. but, um, you know, back then they still trained their animals. So yeah, they, no, no, they had know. dog shows and those sorts of things. So they probably had some sort of, some sort of cinematic training. And it's funny that you brought up the cat going into the, uh, the river, which side ramp um milo and Otis. we actually named two of our cats two black cats mm-hmm. milo and otis Aww. growing up because of the movie yeah i know the dog is otis but mm-hmm. <clears throat> where whatever was it? but the the otis was a stray black cat mm-hmm. so that's i think that's how we justified it It was kind of like a dog of a cat because he was always lived outside and he kind of just right. showed up one day yeah um so we had a really huge black house cat which was milo and then otis came around and his Aww, name, naturally cute. you know his name had to be otis so. right anyway but uh talking about the cat going in the river and milo and otis you remember the movie homeward bound mm-hmm. so i don't think they would be able to make that movie in this time given the the whole scene of when that cat gets stuck in the river and the dogs have to go after the cat mm-hmm. and get it out of the river there are right. there's a lot of shots in that in that scene, which make me think that cat is literally struggling and suffering to, to stay above water. Mm-hmm. But they got the shot. They made it look real and it was believable. Um, but I don't think that they would ever be able to get away with making a movie like that. No. These days, especially with what the backlash that? after uh, My Dog's Purpose. Something. Yeah, a Dog's the, Purpose. The dog's Purpose. Yeah. And they had that scene with the uh, German Shepherd. It was going into the the running water and mm-hmm. it didn't want to mm-hmm. They didn't have cameras rolling in the background back then where they could just automatically upload the videos oh, right. back when Homer Bound was made probably in the early 90s. Yeah. There was a cat scene there that you. I watch it today and I go, they could never get away oh, with that. Oh,
1: fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. And it I'm looks sure-
0: like that cat is really in distress and it kind of <laughs> makes you feel a little bad. And I guess maybe because we're so oversensitive now. I guess we're not all oversensitive, but with Mm -hmm. our oversensitive mentality that just kind of seems to cloud over us. Mm -hmm. um, It's just something you can't miss anymore. Like you you watch movies with like a bunch of sexual harassment and sexual misconduct going on. Like, you know, back in the fifties when dudes would just call women blouses and, you know, (laughs) grab them by the pussy. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's another thing that I think, you know, before we were disconnected in a, in a way, so like you're saying, there wasn't somebody with their iPhone filming Homeward Bound because we didn't have that mm-hmm. then. I'm sure it was going on, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh,
0: yeah. There's there probably so many more worse things that have happened just to get the perfect shot in a movie. Well,
1: think about um fucking Artex in uh, NeverEnding Story, that horse that drowns in the swamp of sadness or whatever.
0: I wonder at one point they pulled it out of the mud, and I wonder how much of that was a controlled environment because all of that was like a set, you know. Yeah. And it did; it was mud, mm-hmm. so it it looked distressing, especially because the kid was or freaking uh, out. a, a Treyu, is that yeah. his name? Uh-huh. Yeah, because of the level at which he was freaking out over losing his horse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but now be because somebody can just film it with their their phone and put it on YouTube, we're getting to fit, find out these things, you know, almost instantaneously.
0: And with little to no backstory. Right. So you don't know what the situation is and everybody will just jump to their conclusions and you get a big enough group, a big enough outcry, you get people fired, you get movies taken Boycotting. out of production, yeah. you know, that's just the way the world works, unfortunately. Yeah how do we get this started we were talking about know. oh, oh we were talking
1: about weekend and hmm. then we got into movies and we're yeah. talking in cuz
0: ladybird that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. did you uh did you do anything else other than the ladybird
1: um i finally made it to this bar so when we when uh i went to foo fighters um we had wanted to go to the dive bar to see my friend and i wanted to see the mermaids
0: oh this is the place where they actually like behind the bar They have clear windowed pools. Yeah, it's
1: up on top of the bar. There's like a fish tank, basically. Oh, okay. And then the mermaids jump down inside of it and swim and do all the stuff. They're not
0: real mermaids. They're women like dressed up as mermaids.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Mermaids. Yes.
1: So during the Foo Fighters, after that, it was like midnight or whenever we got out and the the, uh, mermaids weren't there. Oh. So after the movie, we went over there, and we caught them, so we got to see them. So that nice. was cool, and we danced and stuff. They had good good music.
0: I've heard good things about the dive bar, um, but I've never seen the the mermaids.
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely more—so, you know, I'm an old person, so the dive bars definitely had more of a club vibe, mm. but it was a really good mix of people, like old and young and, you know, every ethnicity and That's everything. good. So it was a good— it was a good mix, but there's it's definitely more clubby. Clubby.
0: Yeah, you and like it, the more laid back. Let the jukebox play and let's let's shoot the shit at the yeah. bar type of place. At, yeah,
1: because after after we left the dive bar, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the downtown. Um, Very familiar bars. Do you know that bar, Henry's?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you name one that I've never been to. Well, I probably have. I just don't remember. It
1: is like the diviest dive bar ever, ever. And it's right by the, uh, you know, it's, like, right downtown by the courthouse and all that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
0: and so. Um, oh, I, I have been there. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Okay. So it's almost, like, over by, it's between Capitol uh, State, like, the state Capitol and the park, right? Yeah. Uh, Cesar Chavez. Yes. Yes, it's on that road that goes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Totally so, pregame
0: there before. Yeah.
1: Great and bar. it is so diving. Yeah. And they had. $2 Olympia, which I love Olympia. So uh, we went in there and had some beers Sweet. and then had, I had, um, have, have you heard of Pushkins? Mm-mm. So they have like vegan food, but they also have regular food and um, they open, they used to just have a bakery, but now they have a restaurant. So I went to breakfast there too. Ooh, and nice. it was so good. I had an Eggs Benedict because, you know, that's my
0: jam. Basic. But,
1: yeah, the, they had it um, with ham instead of like bacon or just the like, Canadian bacon. They had like a th- almost like a ham steak on it. Yeah, it was fucking so good.
0: I love ham steak. Yeah, I just had some. I I go. To, I like to go to the meat counter to get lunch meats, and mm-hmm. I always got to try something new that they have out there just in case. Mm-hmm. And I'm if they have it there this next time, I'm going back. It's a, a Hawaiian ham. Oh, nice! And so it's got a, a really sweet sweetness to it a -hmm. lot but it they cooked it so it's almost like it was already kind of fried up oh and so it's kind of got a texture and a Mm -hmm. brown on it even on the slices oh man it's so good yeah i'm gonna go back
1: how was your uh you had your training and stuff right i
0: did i if you uh look over here and you look into your speakers you'll be able to see what i'm about to show amanda um i am now certified first degree in the reiki method of natural healing boom right there that shit is legit yeah it's like got gold frills on it like it's an official certificate um so was that fun yeah i I, it's kind of like it's something that i needed Mm -hmm. right now it's that i felt like i was really out of balance before i went in and this event popped up on my facebook feed and i Mm -hmm. i've been kind of putting it off i've been needing to go get uh some energy work done Mm -hmm. um and you know every time i go i feel good but i i didn't have the tools to do it myself Mm -hmm. and one of the cool things about the method of of reiki is when you are practicing it you're when you're when you are giving it you're Mm -hmm. also receiving it oh cool so it's it's a Mm win-win whenever you're in it um so it's definitely something I needed, and I was kind of nervous, and I was kind of annoyed that it was going to take up my whole Saturday, because it did, It did, you know, 9 to 5, and it was all day, nothing but meditating and, and feeling energy and reiki and reikiing people. Yeah. Um, and it was cool, because we had a small group. Um, my wife joined me, and I kind of dragged her into it. She didn't really want to do it, so... I kind of had to pull her into it and ultimately she, she loved it. And we're, we're both benefiting, benefiting from it because we both get to practice on each other, Cool. but the better, the benefit of, of now being able to practice it, um, is that I can go out and go to these, you know, group gatherings, these circles and, and everybody can, can kind of experience it together. And every time you do it on somebody new, you're going to experience something different. Mm -hmm. Um, it's every, every time is not the same like you 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 go down the chakras and you start at the crown all the way down to your feet and mm-hmm. you you basically touch these pressure points um and you allow energy to to filter itself out through these separate chakras and when you do it with the same person over and over again you get used to it you know right. you know where they are you know where their spots are normally and um it's funny because it is all about intuition it's all about how it feels and how uh you're reacting and how the person on the table is reacting and you don't even necessarily need to be on a table that's what's cool about this whole thing like you don't have to say okay you're interested in in practicing some reiki Mm -hmm. well come on over to my house i got this massage table and i'll lay out and we'll do this whole thing but no you can just do it we you know we could do it right here sitting up in a chair that's that easy great yeah um And it was very eye-opening. And it's a lot of stuff that I kind of would at maybe five, ten years ago, I probably would have been like, this is all a bunch of bullshit. It's Mm -hmm. not real. It's all mumbo jumbo, a lot like Rob feels Mm -hmm. about it. Right. But because of that experience that I had with my mom and because, you know, it was kind of an alternative, it was almost the the experiences came about at the right time. And I think that that happens for everybody when they're ready to to go through it. So, um, yeah, so my Saturday was great. It ended in me being certified in this Reiki thing, and I really look forward to doing more of it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be the next step of my career or wow. wh- whatever happens. You yeah. know, it, what's cool about it is I'm being drawn to more people that are in this community. Right. And it's it's not like it's a very open and open and welcoming community because you know let's be honest it's a bunch of hippies that that like to just you right. know feel good and and feel peace and feel right. love and i mean reiki really means like the the energy the love of the universe is, is what it is mm-hmm. and um i mean it doesn't suck it doesn't suck to feel positive right, all the time yeah. it doesn't suck to feel good who would hate that right and i mean isis isis probably doesn't oh yeah you know if they meditated more you think maybe isis would probably be less pissed off yeah hey, i think you're maybe onto something. yeah maybe you should practice some reiki with some isis <laughs> yeah. people no, i don't want any part of that <laughs> uh but other than that yeah um spent that day doing that and it felt good to accomplish something yeah felt, feels good to and at the same time, when when you go through this process, you also go through four separate attunements, mm-hmm. and you're also equipped with a symbol that you can use in any situation, in, in any room, anywhere. That it basically omits the energy of the universe and and the light and the uh, of the universe into that area. So, like the first thing I did when I came into this studio Monday morning after the weekend mm-hmm. was I went to every corner and I drew the symbol so that this room would be more enlightened. And, oh, cool. and so I just wanted to i wanted to see if there would be any difference if I did it in this room and not in, in the Bane studio that mm-hmm. we have here, because I just wanted to see if there would be any difference. I'll probably yeah. do it again next week in that studio and maybe this studio again, but mm-hmm. there's no r- r- wrong or rhyme or reason or anything to it all. It's just kind of a belief system. And yeah. I, I don't know. Have you noticed any difference in the way that this room feels and during the week so far?
1: Um, I don't know. I I mean, it hasn't felt bad.
0: That's good. (laughs) Now that I, it's probably, it's probably just going to ramp up. But, um, another part the the four attunements is, is, it's kind of like a blessing that you get from the shaman or the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the master that taught me Mm -hmm. this stuff, um, and a part of the the four attunements, you get a twenty one day cleanse, and that means that your my my self, my inner being, my my spiritual shell is shedding all of the crap and all of the misguided, the use useless stuff that mm-hmm. I don't need anymore, and I'm gonna be like basically a ball of emotions at one point, and then yeah. a ball of anger at another point. Um, I I've, I I guess because i've been through this and because i was told that i was going to be going through these types of ups and downs and roller coasters Mm -hmm. um i was told that you know just acknowledge it recognize that that's there and maybe adjust the way you look at it and not react to it and just instead of react but learn from Mm -hmm. it you know
1: just let it happen just let it
0: happen man um and it's interesting that I've been doing it at this time, too, because we're in a mercury retrograde, which a lot of people thinks mumbo jumbo like Rob. But it's also Uh, shit is real. Yeah, it messes with a lot of people. But it's a it's a time where you're not necessarily supposed to make any deals. You're not supposed to sign any new contracts. You're not Mm -hmm. supposed to um, really shake anything up. And I'm shaking a lot of things up. Um, But it's also at a good time because it's a it's a shift and we have another equinox coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, So when the 21 days comes up, it's I'm expecting to, like, see the light of God and to be like, (laughs) you know, have this revelation and elevate as I'm sitting there meditating on my couch or whatever. So
1: most of this year, 21 days will be happening over our break.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically, (laughs) it'll be up to the end of December. So oh, cool. the new year will be like a completely new me, and the the Mercury retrograde will have passed by the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and there'll just be some interesting things that'll be happening in this next
1: well, year. Well, that's exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, so if and if you're ever interested in doing some Reiki sometime, yeah. I'd be more than happy to to oblige. Okay. See if you'd be interested in I am seeing definitely what it's interested. about. All right. Um, and then Sunday. What else? What else I do this weekend? decorated i finished decorating the house we oh good job yeah we <laughs> you know it's very minimum minimalistic this year we just have our tree mm-hmm. we've got a couple of little things around the house but it's really just this fake tree that's pre-lit mm-hmm. <laughs> we put our uh decorations on it it's very basic and then i just put our lights around the house and yeah. we, and they're already like they're already tacked in heard uh, mm-hmm. there I'm sorry there's already the uh nails. nails there so all I gotta do is just string string the strings yeah. and the hardest part was that I had to go back to Walmart to get some new strings of lights <laughs> yeah. because the ones that I used the last two years are broken so yeah it wasn't so bad
1: last year I went all out I did like these different crafts and I painted the snowman on the window and all that stuff and I'm where we, I don't even have any Christmas stuff out what? yet like you don't yeah. even have a
0: welcome mat that says ho 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 mm-hmm. Nope, nothing. Dang. I just, I don't know. Are you know. trying to, fi- are you going to fix that this this week?
1: Well, I'm hoping because once, once I get the tree, I'm hoping that will help me feel more Christmassy. And then we'll probably decorate this weekend um, so that we, well, I don't know. We might decorate the tree on Wednesday. I don't know. However it goes. Um, I'm just hoping once we get the tree, then I'll feel more Christmassy because I'm just not
0: feeling it. I think once you get a giant tree inside your house, yeah, that might, you know, shift your your mentality. Yeah,
1: and usually we don't get a tree this late, so I think that's probably part of it, too. Yeah,
0: cuz is that normally like the kickoff is when you get mm-hmm. the tree and then the rest of the decorations can start? Yeah.
1: So the whenever the first weekend is that we have the kids in December. So cuz you know, we we have 50-50 custody, so we don't have them all the time, so whatever happens to be the first weekend that we have them is usually when we go get the tree. But the, the, it didn't happen this last time, so well, life
0: happens. Yeah, then yeah. You, you're not going to go cut it down. You're just going to go to a lot.
1: No, we're not going to cut it down this year because that's that's the other thing is we kept like waiting. Oh, we want to go cut it down. That's our tradition. That's what we do. And then finally, I was just like, well, let's just get a tree. We need to get a tree. So you know. That's kind of part of the thing that was taking so long is when we go to take cut down the tree, it's like a whole excursion, mm-hmm. you know, and it
0: takes all day. All day yeah. So, there is a place in uh, our area called Bambi's. I don't know if you've oh, heard I think of it, I've
1: driven by there before. You,
0: you probably do if you drive down Interstate 80 mm-hmm. through Roseville because okay. it's right there off of the freeway, I 80 in Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's back behind the big old tires. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that place. It's okay. the prices are decent. It's, mm-hmm. you know, when you go get a tree off a lot and I, I guess, I don't know. I haven't purchased a tree in the last couple of years because I got a fake one, but mm-hmm. I know that they're, they've already kind of raised the prices because the limit, the, the, the supply and demand, you know, mm-hmm. not as much of, not as much supply of trees is here. So um, it might still be a little bit more expensive anyway. Uh, right. But, it's the the quality of trees are fucking amazing. And oh, okay. Every year we've gone there. The great service. Um, they get the cocoa and you know they do all that fun stuff. Oh, cool. Um, they got a, a little shopping center in there. There's a free plug for Bambies, of course, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those places. It's great for family. Cool. Uh, decent prices. Great trees.
1: Okay. Well, check it out. I definitely will.
0: Yeah, might as well fucking make him them a theme song at the same time <laughs> while I'm at it.
1: Well. We'll check them out.
0: Yeah. I hope that uh, you do get in the spirit. And if yeah. you don't, whatever. It's just another holiday. and Yeah. Well, no. What I matters do. is you, get, you have the family together.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I want to make it special for the kids and stuff. So it's just, you know, I got to get my shit together.
0: Are you taking the Padawan to see Star Wars this week?
1: No, I'm taking his dad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah.
0: Is it too I'm scary sure. for the Padawan?
1: It might be. That's the thing is, like, I need to watch it beforehand mm. to see if it's too scary for him. Because what was that movie that I just saw?
0: That Coco. For,
1: yeah, Coco. There was some parts in there that he was sensitive to. Well,
0: oh, so. that makes sense. It was Day of the Dead. It was going to the underworld with yeah. all the ghosts and the spooks. And yeah,
1: that, you know. he. Li- I mean, he. Li- he does like Star
0: Wars. Okay. So he's seen. The classics, mm-hmm. the the original ones, yeah. four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And he knows, you know, he knows all the characters and stuff. I just need to watch it beforehand to see exactly what happens. So. Was so episode
0: seven, know. uh, or wait, no. Yeah. Episode. Wait, whatever. The Force those, Awakens. Yeah. Was the, mm-hmm. the last new one that came out last Christmas, was that too scary for him? The, he
1: hasn't seen Rogue One.
0: That's no, not. Last Christmas. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The one too, before that. Yes.
1: Was, uh, the Force Awakens. Right and he watched it i didn't. i don't remember him getting freaked out it but, didn't
0: seem that scary yeah this one might be a little bit more scary
1: yeah i just i just have to see yeah. i know that Ky- whenever kylo ren went to go talk to that um emperor guy who with a scary voice yeah
0: oh and the emperor guy with the smashed in head
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so depending on how much of a showing he makes in this one mm.
0: that's up kind of gauge it off of there i hope we learn more about that uh what's his name palpatine palp no 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 no. because that's that's the guy who became the emperor mm-hmm. um it starts with an s mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know everybody's name and all this stuff. i'm excited though i'm, I'm going to see it on thursday as well and it's gonna be good i yeah. i can't wait i i, I it, something though feels like i think the initial Um, excitement because the when the force awakens came out it was like this is the first new one that's going to be really really good it's not going to be the the prequels but this is a continuation of the story we're bringing back Harrison Ford Mm -hmm. and Gary Fisher and you know Luke Skywalker's coming back and the initial excitement I feel has kind of died down a little bit now that we've been is it because we've been overexposed that it's just beaten over our heads all year
1: yeah, because we've gotten a new Star Wars movie the last two years in a row, whereas between the the last um, the prequels and and the Force Awakens, there was years and years and years between those.
0: Even with the prequels, they didn't have any. You know, it wasn't one movie every year, right? So it was like you know a couple year break, and mm-hmm. it, it does kind of feel like we're oversaturated in the Star Wars stuff. Yeah.
1: But I mean, if I'm going to be oversaturated in anything, Star Wars, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
0: I'm hey, okay with that. You know what? You're right. You got a point. I, I think that the, there could be a lot more worse things that we could be oversaturated by. Yeah. Um, especially in the political world, entertainment industry these mm-hmm. days. There's something we need a distraction like yeah, Star this Wars. This is
1: a beautiful escape.
0: Please don't escape. let it, don't let somebody be ruined in the Star Wars. Yeah, like, I know. seriously, like if Harrison Ford ever came out and. He was outed as being a sexual assaultant. Oh. Would you ever be able to watch Star Wars again? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like to know, like once the details came out that he just whipped it out and, you know, masturbated all over the place like a uh-huh. like a Matt Lauer or a Louis C.K. Um, I, I don't know because I bring up Louis C.K. because I sometimes on the weekends I'll listen to comedy on the, the radio, the Sirius or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Louis uh, Louis C.K. segment came up, and first of all, I was surprised mm-hmm. that it even played because you'd think that if 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 somebody's getting that, but that, you know, if somebody's being, all of his shows are being taken away, all of his movies, are t- his stand up deals are mm-hmm. being taken off of Netflix. You'd think that even the serious channels would be like, yeah, we should probably not play Louis C.K. You'd think, you'd think, and maybe it's just too soon. Maybe it's just one of those things that uh, they don't really have management over the Mm -hmm. content is as uh as seriously they're not taking it as serious because it's just like oh it's just on a playlist and we don't even think about it but i found myself listening to a segment i've heard over and over again and i remember vividly laughing at Mm -hmm. uh he does this bit about flying on a plane and people being pissed off about wi-fi and he's like yeah but we're flying in a plane like it's Mm -hmm. one of the miracles of humankind Mm -hmm. and you know and but and you're complaining about the Wi-Fi and being late and being stuck on a tarmac for 40 minutes. Like the whole segment is funny, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find my I couldn't find my myself laughing at, at it this time. Huh. I don't know, and I don't know if it's because I've heard it before. But you know, you watch movies and you hear you hear comedy routines and you laugh at them again. But mm-hmm. I think because I was thinking too much about the whole Sex, thing, the whole controversy thing. surrounding him, yeah. That I couldn't find myself to enjoy it. It yeah, was weird.
1: I don't know. It's like, So Harvey, I feel like, so I was having this conversation with the old man. Harvey Weinstein is like at one, uh, side, like the one pendulum swing. And I feel like, you know, of the sexual harassment stuff, it's like, you know, you have first degree murder, capital murder, manslaughter, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's like, I, I feel. What Louis C.K. did, I do not put in the same category as Harvey Weinstein. It's not good. Don't get me right. Like, it's not good, but I just don't put it in the same category. Mm. So, and I had a dream that I wrote Louis C.K. a letter or an email. Like, I wrote him an email, and I was just trying to tell him, like, I don't know. I was just trying to tell him about, oh, you know, everybody fucks up and, you know. Trying to give him some support. Yeah, I was like, everybody fucks up, and I hope that you can, like, take this time to reflect on your life and hopefully get the support and, you know, help that you need Yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. I think – I mean, it's horrible what he did to those women, and it's been a long time uh, rumor in the industry that he did that. So it's not like – I don't take it lightly what he did, but I also don't put him in the same category as Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein.
0: I can see what you mean. Like, there's definitely a spectrum. Yes, there's there's a spectrum to the seriousness of the offenses, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't downplay anybody who was affected by them, and because no, everybody's experience not. is different, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate that we. It's unfortunately, it's unfortunate. That we have to speak like this, where we Mm -hmm. always have to put some sort of um, tagline or apology Mm -hmm. or uh, I'm not racist, but type of statement Mm -hmm. before every single comment that we make. Mm -hmm. It's this is just the new norm. Mm -hmm. But the people that I feel bad about most in Louis C.K. situation are his kids. Fuck yeah. Because they if you are familiar with any of his stand-up any of his interviews any of his life i mean he had his i don't know if they were his real kids but he had he told the story about his kids through his show louis Mm -hmm. on fx yeah um and he talks about in interviews about how his kids will react to certain things that he does or says in in the media and how they have to like answer to that kind of stuff in in school real life right um this is a an interview that he did with Conan O'Brien, not to not probably you know, three or four years ago where he was talking about the fame and how he has to deal with it with his kids and how he went off the grid and didn't have a cell phone anymore. And the, the fact that he has this open dialogue with his kids about his life and about his his career, what. What are they what yeah. how is he handling this? Yeah, how and do you
1: come back from that?
0: How do you talk to your kids? How do you explain to them that this is what I did and this is this is why everybody is mad at your dad and this is why yeah. your dad is now home all the time and not working and
1: Well, especially oh, cuz he God. has two girls. So I'm sure he has had to have a conversation. I mean, any parent with half of a brain has to be telling their kids That, hey, if somebody does this, this isn't okay. So, you know, put, if he could think, contextualize it as, like, the girls that he did that to is somebody's daughter. Yeah. You know, and you've been telling your daughters what is not okay and what's okay, especially with sexual boundaries. So, I mean, to be, to, I I do not envy the man to have to deal with that in his kids because, That's gotta be shitty.
0: And how do you come back from that? How do you, if you yeah. want to have a career ever again, how how do you do it? How do you clean that mess up and then go on about your career in your life and and honestly sell tickets, knowing that you know everybody at least who buys your tickets is either forgiven you or has looked past it. I mean, that's gonna hurt him in the end. It's always it's gonna hurt all of these people that. Yeah, are I don't
1: hurt. know. I, I mean, if anybody could come back from it it would maybe be louis ck but he would have to i mean do some serious groveling i did appreciate that he didn't deny what what was being said he did come out and just say yes this is true and basically i'm a horrible person so from there i mean he needs to go to some sort of treatment facility or something
0: that's what kevin spacey's doing
1: yeah he yeah. needs to do something like that and then you know, apologize maybe like donate some money to weave or something i don't know you know it's got to be there there could be a way for him to come back harvey weinstein's never coming back from oh it. no
0: way he's he's done there's yeah. some, some all of these guys are so done and we yeah. can beat this like a dead horse all day long like most people do yeah um, it's just unfortunate. It's, still, it's just unfortunate now that the things that we normally would escape to are just no longer escapes, and mm-hmm. it just sucks.
1: But Star Wars still is.
0: Star Wars is still there, yeah. we're going to see it it's this week. Woo! And, next, well, it's not. It's it's already played because if you're listening to this, it's already debuted, and the movie's been great. We Two, loved it. We loved it. Two thumbs up, I think. <laughs> yeah, I hope. hopefully. hopefully. Um, I but,
1: know I'm going to cry when they show Carrie Fisher scenes. I already yeah. cried at the trailer.
0: Yeah, you know they're going to do some sort of tribute mm-hmm. at the end of it, too. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to stay after the credits for that. Yeah. Hopefully not too long, though. That's one thing I hate about the new uh, Marvel movies is there's the end of credits scene, there's the mid-credits scene, and there's the end of end of credits scene. It's like, really, just just, just play it. Like, yeah. all at once. I don't need to wait through these credits to see this crap. I kind of stopped watching
1: the superhero movies. Like, I love the X-Men movies, but at a certain point, I was just like, okay, come on. Yeah. You know?
0: One thing, one saving grace that they have going for them right now, um, a lot of the newer uh, superhero movies are, like, funny mm-hmm. and, and not so serious and dramatic. Right. And And... And they don't play so much into the feelings and the melodrama between the characters. It's more about the cool fight scenes and the, mm-hmm. you know, the action that you came to see and then the the humor that goes along with it. Like, they're not taking each other so seriously anymore, which is kind of nice to see.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I know Deadpool is supposed to be really funny. Oh, you still haven't seen it? Mm, I tried to watch it on one of those, like, bootleg <laughs> download things, yeah. but it, didn't, it wasn't really good. Uh, I did it's watch... Good. I did watch the first episode of Future Man.
0: Oh, what'd you think?
1: It was funny. Yeah. It was definitely funny, but lately I've been in the documentary type of mode. Yeah, I've been in that
0: mood too. Yeah,
1: so I I liked it, but I just wasn't in the mood to continue watching it. You definitely got to be in the mood. Yeah, so so I I checked that out. And then I did want to make a correction to our last podcast. Okay. And we were talking about, so basically I got pranked. Hella bad by the Nerdist. What? Yeah, by their website. So remember we were talking about the Jim and Andy documentary? Yeah. And then I said, oh, they're going to do another one with the Grinch and blah, 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 blah. And I watched a YouTube thing on it. It was like a
0: fan-made trailer thing? Yeah,
1: but Nerdist put it on their website. Uh. And so I saw it there And then I watched it, and so I thought it was going to be this new movie. No, it's a total fucking prank.
0: That's hilarious. so not
1: even going to be a thing. But I was like, oh, sweet, I'll check that out when that comes out. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: I mean, I wouldn't put it past Jim Carrey to be in the Grinch character (laughs) and, like, you know, method act that way. Right.
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there. I was a total idiot and
0: got pranked by that YouTube. Hey! At least you admit it. Mm-hmm. I've I've fallen for some um some pranks. Yeah, like I've, I've probably shared a couple of things where I've been like, "Oh my god, can you believe this? They're bringing back Beetlejuice too!" <laughs> yeah, and it's total fucking hoax. Yeah, but you know, for a second there, I believed it, and then you know that excitement rushes in, and then you look into it a little bit more, and oh, there's no goddamn Beetlejuice.
1: <laughs> well, I did that. Remember? Fuck. Remember when I was telling you there's gonna be a new Breaking Bad, in your... like, "No, no, there's not." I saw that.
0: Yeah, that. Well, first of all, that website. This is how you can tell is if you look at the web address. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's NBCNews.co or NBCNews.com.com.au.zfe. Right. It's probably not a real website. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like NBC.com/slash/whatever, then yeah. yeah. Um. So the website was fake. <clears throat> but then they also made a trailer out of all of like the extras and bonuses that they released on the on the dvd because they did this whole documentary on the making of breaking bad within the so it was like a whole featurette so they were probably they were able to take oh. all that extra footage that you didn't see mm-hmm. and make it look like well it's this is new it's a continuation of jesse pinkman's story yeah and walter's not dead and mm-hmm. you know wishful thinking uh, mm-hmm. on a you know as a breaking bad fan but no totally
1: yeah, see, and I came to Breaking Bad late to the party and I just watched it all on Netflix. Yeah, that's okay. So I didn't get to see any of those extras or any cool stuff, but yeah, they totally I, got I me. I still on have that yet too. to see
0: the the special stuff, but man, it's one of the best fucking TV shows ever made. I agree. I agree. So, at least we do have our escapes. We've got our hoaxes from Nerdis and we have our <laughs> Tim- Yes, our, got me. Our Star Wars and we also have our podcasts which thank you for subscribing and yes. don't forget to subscribe now if you've listened this far I hope you do subscribe because this is what it's about. This yeah. is all this is what we do.
1: Write um, us a little review. Yeah, that'd rate be cool. Us, all that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff helps us.
0: So I guess we're doing pretty good in the reviews. I, last time you checked a lot of good mm-hmm. positive stuff. Yep. Awesome. Um and along with that we do get some emails um that follow up to our last week. So this is kind of our broadcast uh, recap, I guess. <laughs>
1: broadcast recap.
0: <clears throat> um, yeah, We should have a little theme song for that. Broadcast recap. <laughs>
1: yeah. We can do We can, make yeah, we something.
0: can do something. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make a note.
1: The other thing, uh, team meeting.
0: Team meeting. Team meeting.
1: Uh, Pause. So I've been listening to, you know, I, I'm a podcast junkie. And the one thing that I noticed that other podcasts do that we do not – is we do not introduce ourselves
0: oh you want to introduce ourselves
1: (laughs) well maybe next time well let's practice let's see how we do it so should i introduce you and you introduce me or should we introduce ourselves
0: um how about we do this like uh okay so I'll, i'll lead in i'll lead in and say hello everybody welcome to the rad Podcast. my name is brandon
1: and this is producer Amanda.
0: And you're, okay, so I like this. I like but mm-hmm. we're not I'm not going to say it's the podcast. Okay. I'm, okay, so I'm going to say uh <clears throat> good morning, good afternoon and good night. You're <laughs> listening to a new episode, new episode. My name is Brandon. My name's Amanda. And we're li- and you're listening to the Red Podcast. Something Woo-woo! like that. Yeah. All right. There we'll, go. we go. We'll work to... on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little shaky. It's a little <laughs> shimmy. We'll work on it.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. cool. All right.
0: So the end uh, of team meeting. Yeah, all right, <laughs> and go. Um, but this actually ties into your team, the team meeting, because okay. the letter that we got from Hannah uh, is actually talking about another podca- uh, podcast recommendation. Oh, um, that you and I might like. Oh, um, and I'm actually I might actually listen to this when I when I leave today. So uh, this is from Hannah. Hi, Hannah. She says hi, Brandon and Amanda. Whoa, whoa. I'm currently listening to podcast number six, and I wanted to recommend a podcast to you guys. My friend got me interested in a podcast called The Last Podcast on the left.
1: I know what it
0: is. Okay, so you've heard this. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's It's three guy friends talking about serial killers, the occult, and conspiracy theories. I've learned so much, and these guys crack me up. They go all the way back to these killers' childhoods through their development and their downfall. For some reason, they really enjoy discussing how these killers get off sexually from killing. <laughs> anyway, it, it's pretty awesome, and I think you would enjoy it. Hope you guys have a great holiday and vacation. Well, thank you. Yeah, so I, I, I'm already intrigued because I, I'm fascinated by the occult, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's enough legit discussions or uh, evidence being uh, discussed or debate debated because everything that you see on the occult is like History Channel. It's mm-hmm. like. It's campy. It's it's not mm-hmm. it's not really serious, you know. Right. And I you can't take these types of things too seriously. But at the same time, I I, I crave quality debates and discussions on that kind of stuff. And it's, so, is this something yeah. that I would enjoy? So
1: I think you would. So you know, I listened to my favorite murder, and mm-hmm. that's where I heard about last podcast on the left. Okay, because they do very. It's very similar mm-hmm. to where they're talking about serial killers or talking about creepy shit. And then joking around and stuff like that's very similar. It's like the boy version of my favorite murder. Almost kind of. Um, So and I've listened to it, especially if they do um, murders that I'm interested in. I think they had a three part series of John JonBenet Ramsey. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And they have some other ones. So I've listened to it here and there. It's not one that I listen to all the time just because it is a lot of, like, dude humor. Gotcha. Uh, Which is fine, but I can only take it in small doses.
0: That makes sense. I mean, Uh when you listen to My Favorite Murder, it's not because—it's not only because they're talking about murders, but it's that you relate to the the, the, the people, the hosts. Yeah,
1: I feel like I'm hanging out with my two friends. So that would be probably very similar to the last podcast on the left, that you feel like you're hanging out with your dude friends. Okay. um, So—and then talking about cool shit— um and oh you said you like the occult. Yes. There is a podcast called Heaven's Gate and it's just about the Heaven's Gate one. Um it's very very interesting. Is it
0: like a limited series? Um or do they continue to keep talking about the same thing? I don't
1: know how long they're <laughs> going to go. I think they're on like episode 5. Oh, or so it's or a newer thing. Yeah. Okay. It's also one that I um was telling my friend about yesterday. It is called Family Ghosts.
0: That's podcast. Left and family ghosts.
1: Yeah, family ghosts is like if you have this fucked up story in your family that's been carried down through a couple generations. Oh, it's like like
0: family ghost stories.
1: Yeah, well, or just like family stories about people that are now ghosts. Okay. Yeah, it it, it was really good. It was really, really good.
0: All right, I'm going to... Uh, seriously I got some time coming up yeah. <laughs> some free time coming up I'm going to start brushing up on my podcast and you know maybe do some market research figure out what we can do better absolutely that that's, a, that's
1: what I've been kind of doing checking, <gasps> out, checking out lots of different ones and then if I'm a lot of times when I'm listening to one podcast they'll recommend another podcast so then i'll go check out that one and see what that's like that's how i found family ghosts
0: it's almost like what we're doing right now oh my oh, god Podcastception. oh shit all right i'll, I'll save
1: okay so Let's she said I'm listen right. to the last podcast on the left yeah. i think you'd like that one yeah
0: i think i'm gonna listen to that one next i'm gonna save these two emails for next time because we're already coming up uh just for scheduling purposes, and I want to get to this one because this one is a little, pretty intriguing. Okay, we discussed this a little bit before we started recording. Um,
1: I don't know what that was. That
0: was interesting. I wonder if that was a ghost.
1: <gasps> it sounded like a,
0: a a spoon,
1: spoon, or
0: like change or something. I don't I know. It was a ghost, ghost from Christmas past, Ooh. or maybe it was just Dawn walking through the hallway. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right, so yeah, okay, let's do this. This is kind of a Dr. Prod letter. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be good, so okay. I'm ready, I'm, gonna, I'm excited. I'm gonna plow through this email Ooh. real quick. It's from Anonymous. What's up, Anonymous? Hey, Brandon and Amanda, I love the new podcast, which you guys already know you're killing it, and know you guys will be a great replacement whenever Rob and Don retire someday. That's not why we're doing this. No, that's not why we're doing that. <laughs> I am not replacing Rob and Don when they retire someday. You are dreaming.
1: Yeah, you already told me. You're when they're out, you're out.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, unless Rob can give you a multi-million dollar deal to keep the show going, maybe,
1: maybe. maybe. <laughs> maybe.
0: It has to be multi-million dollar though. Uh, the continue uh, the letter continues to say, "I'm writing you because I need a little a little insight to a problem I'm having with my wife. We just got married this year, and every Everything is going great so far. The other day I came home from work and she was not home and I noticed her laptop open on our bed. So I grabbed it to put it away and noticed it was on her history page. First of all, how, why? Okay. If you're going to put a computer away and if it's been sitting out, isn't it on sleep mode? Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe you don't have the sleep mode activated on your laptop. Why is the history page up? And I'm going to read this next sentence, and I'm just going to call bullshit because (laughs) I don't think this happened. But let's just take it for the value of the letter. Okay. We'll just believe you. We'll believe you, letter writer. Okay. So I scrolled. Okay. So uh, it was actually on the history page. So I scrolled down and noticed that she has been going to zoophilia sites. Now, do you know what zoophilia is?
1: Uh... Well, no, I've never heard of that term before, but I think I could put two and two together.
0: Okay, and I thought that I could put two and two together, but because there's so many different types of uh, kinks and and fetishes, mm-hmm. which I have printed out a whole bunch. Oh
1: goodness, yeah, this is a lot
0: of uh, kinks that are out there. Whoa, I, I did my market research just to make sure that we were, you know, mm-hmm. being true to the letter. Market research. Market research, <laughs> uh, but I have the definition for zoophilia. It is a paraphilia involving a sexual fixation on non-human animals. Bestiality is a cross-species sexual activity between human and non-human animals, and the terms are often used interchangeably, but some researchers make a distinction between attraction, zoophilia, and the act, bestiality. So... Oh. So you... So you know how these people will these people will uh get married to signs or bridges. Like they they're they're attracted to those things. So or like cars. Right. So zoophilia, I guess, you know, if that's if there's a category that you needed to search to get off on on animals, you'd probably search either or zoophilia or bestiality. So I'm I'm but, thinking that she's looking up just the general animal loving.
1: But the bestiality is when like a person fucks. A, it's the act. act. The act. The act.
0: The actual sexual act between human and animal. So
1: is she watching just animals fuck, or is she watching people fuck animals?
0: Well, if she's watching zoophilia. Then it, she's watching the attraction between a human and an animal. Okay. So it's most likely bestiality. Okay. And I mean, if you're going to the websites to see this, you're not going to see like uh, a human taking an ostrich to dinner, you know. <laughs> They're, they're fucking <laughs> yeah, most likely.
1: Right. Well, I just didn't know if there was, if there's, you know, I'm sure there's people that get off on just watching animals fuck, but that's not oh, really considered. Yeah.
0: yeah I don't speciality. think reality. No, I think that's just watching a, a Nat Geo documentary. <laughs> right. But she wouldn't need to go to a website that goes, well, I guess, you know, if she's going to Nat Geo, but I don't, Zophilia's sites is totally different than okay. Nat Geo. All right. uh, so the letter goes on to say, I was seriously blown away when I, when I seen this.
1: When you saw when this, I saw this
0: and noticed that there was several different days that she went to these sites. So the next day I questioned her and she said, and she said she was curious and wanted to look at something different because her life and work life is always stressful And it has to be perfect. So she wanted something out of the norm to look at. We fought about this for a couple of days. Why? Then I ended up dropping it because I hate fighting with her. But I am still completely disgusted and concerned about this. We have a dog now. I'm sorry. We have a dog. And now I'm worried she's doing things like this with our dog, which she said she would never do. I don't know what to do or how I should feel about any of this. I've done research online and it seems like only really disgusting, disturbed people look at porn with people fucking animals. What should I do? Does she need therapy or do we need it? This is such a weird fucking taboo thing that I honestly don't know what to do or who to talk about, with, to, who to talk about it with Brandon and Amanda seem very in touch with their sexuality and things relating to the topics like this. So I thought you would be the perfect people for advice. Brain and Amanda, what would you guys do if you found out your significant other was looking at porn like this? Any help would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Um, and, yeah, he just says, please read this on your podcast, which is what we're doing right now.
1: So I totally believe that she just is stressed out and she wants something different. I mean, what's so wrong with that? I don't understand. I mean, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Am I, am I being crazy that it's not a big deal to me? Because, you know, I would never in a million years do a gangbang, but I fucking love gangbang porn. Mm-hmm. I sometimes and just 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 to like explain things to the letter writer a little bit. Um, When, when I kind of got bored of, you know, because you kind of go to the same same things all the time when you're watching porn. And when I got bored of that, I started watching gay dude porn. You know, just because I wanted to see something different. Mix
0: it up. Yeah. And it turns you on. I'm I'm sure like at least if it doesn't turn you on, you're exploring and you're seeing what else is out there. Yeah, just
1: see, just checking it out. That's That's
0: the beauty of the Internet.
1: Yeah. And so I feel like he's being a little too hard on her. Now, she's not, she wasn't denying it. She gave an explanation, which I think is completely reasonable explanation.
0: Right off the bat, right there. She didn't get defensive. Mm -hmm. She didn't say, that's not me. That wasn't, you know, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm into. That's not what I'm about. Mm -hmm. She openly admitted, I'm just looking for something different. My life is just too normal, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, what's unfortunate is, is that it's zoophilia. Not, not, I guess it's not unfortunate for her for this situation, yeah. If it were anything else like cream pie, gang bangs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bondage. R- rape fantasy, yeah. um, you know, Step even bad,
1: all that kind of different right, kind of like I, taboo stuff. That
0: was my next one. An incest, you yeah. know, even that stuff. There's a place for that to be a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a place where it's reality and actually harming your relationship or harming you or somebody else. Mm-hmm. She's not doing anything wrong, in my no, opinion. No. I agree with you. Um, She she's totally it's okay if this is what she wants to look at. But what's unfortunate is to the letter writer is you made it something to fight about. You made it you made this zone unsafe for her to openly admit that this is something that she's interested in looking at. Now, you may not like it. You may not agree with what she wants to do, but you should still be open to the idea that she's into different things. And if, if, if she's honestly telling you. I'm not doing this to our dog, because he brought that up. He said, I'm I'm nervous. I'm worried she's doing this to our dog. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I can see why you'd be nervous about that, but it's almost like he's he feels threatened. Like, why isn't yeah. she looking at straight porn, or why isn't she looking at human porn? I'm a human being right here. Why can't she be satisfied by me?
1: I mean... It sucks that there's that kind of porn out there that there is people fucking animals.
0: And putting it on the internet. And putting
1: it on the internet. Because
0: it's not illegal in every state. There right. are it is legal in some places in the world. So, you know, this could be perfectly legitimate porn that's being made and manufactured, but it's still not
1: Yeah, it it's sucks. still creepy. It sucks that it's out there, but I've looked at it before. You know, I haven't yeah. I, I've I've seen girls blowing horses and shit i've seen that too you know i've i mean it's out there you were it's i don't know it's just a curiosity yeah it doesn't mean that she's gonna go start fucking the dog like you said and mm-hmm. you know i don't know maybe this would be an opportunity for she's so she's saying her work and her home life are so boring so maybe you should take that as a fucking cue <laughs> to spice things up a little bit
0: yeah see that's why i'm worried i i feel like I don't want to say the letter writer is threatened by the dog, Mm -hmm. but it kind of feels that way. And in a sense that she she's probably focusing her attention on something that he doesn't like. And Mm -hmm. maybe this is something that they should discuss in therapy. If this might be that communication breakdown between you two. And then again, maybe this is that boundary that you can't cross. And this is where we come to in a lot of this relationship discussion is compatibility, mm-hmm. not just in the relationship, but sexually. sexually. Uh-huh. And if you aren't sexually compatible and you can't make any, if you can't come to a compromise about what you're into sexually, then that, you know, this is where you need to reevaluate your relationship. Um, you, you mentioned that you were just recently married. And so you probably have known each other for over a year, obviously. Since yeah, you just said got married this year, but hopefully you guys have equipped with the ability to communicate this stuff further instead of fighting about it because that right there automatically puts a uh, a, bound, a a wall up in front of your wife because she doesn't feel comfortable to be able to talk to this stuff right
1: and you. you already made it, you you have made it now this disgusting thing mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. and so she probably feels shame and guilt and stuff where Honestly, it's just a curiosity because you probably only fuck her missionary style, you Mm -hmm. know,
0: like. And she wants it doggy style.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So to me. It's unfortunate that you've turned it into a fight because that puts makes her going to be defensive about it.
0: And it puts strain on your relationship overall.
1: It makes her feel shameful, probably, because it is a taboo thing that not a bunch of people enjoy. So. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe going to a counselor to be able to to talk about those things might be helpful.
0: Yeah. I. You know. She to suggest that she might need therapy for her zoophilia.
1: No, she doesn't. She.
0: I don't think so either. And if this is something she she brings this up that uh, she was curious and wanted something different to look at, then that's all it is, man. I, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but. She's not fucking your dog. And if she is, that's not cool. I, right. you, I, that's illegal, and at least in the states that we're broadcasting out of. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you should probably have her looked at for. But I don't, I seriously doubt that's happening. I mean, I was looking through some porn sites and a video of a woman having, uh, getting licked by a dog ah! was came up. Yeah. And, you know, at first I was like, ah! Yeah. But I didn't click away right away. I was like, where are we going with this? What's next? And, you know, unfortunately, what happened next? She she got into the doggy style position and the dog, you know, they were coaxing the dog to to hump her. And then I finished and, you know, (laughs) then then I clicked clicked out. (laughs) But, you know, it strictly is curiosity. and it's it's totally okay to be curious and, and see these things. But if she's making it a part of her life. And she's doing things to harm animals, or she's doing things to harm your relationship, which it clearly sounds like she may be doing in your eyes. But this is what's going to boil down to communication and talking yeah. it out um, and not fighting about it. And if this is something that you're going to fight about and you can't come to an agreement upon, then maybe this is a fork in the road in your relationship and you. Therapy Maybe a good thing for both of you. Yeah. Not for her because she's into watching animals have sex on the computer, but this is one of those hurdles that you're just going to have to work through. And this is, you're a very newlywed couple. This is just one of those things.
1: Yeah. Maybe figuring out how to bring things up in a way that you can have an open discussion about it. Yeah.
0: Make it a safe place. The bedroom is supposed to be a safe place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about going through... All of these kinks we have, we have time. Do you want, this will, this will wrap up the the podcast for today. Um, and I want to know like, if, if this is something we'd ever be into, if we've been been curious about, um, or any other comments that we might have, I'm going to kind of skip through or skim through the, the obvious ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but if we need to dive into them more, I have the descriptions okay, here. Okay. Trust me. Um, this is according to rekink.com. This is the list of fetishes and list of kinks and terminology. All right. So 24-7. That's a kink. What you know, the fuck is that? I thought the same here. I was like, what the fuck is that? And it is a power exchange relationship, whether aspects big or small, that it, that exists all day, every day. So it's like, I'm going to be your master all day, Monday. And then on Tuesday, you're going to be my master, or we're going to continue to play this role for this amount of time. Um, So it's like putting yourself in that mindset. So if I wanted to be, if you wanted to do some sort of, um, uh, dungeon type of scenario, Uh sorry, I'm having a stroke as I'm trying to say (laughs) this, um, you have the person locked up for three days and you're like, you come in and out of the room and that's mm-hmm. like 24 seven play is what I'm gathering. What do you, Well, think? what
1: if it, is it like, could you, could it just be that you're role playing for 24 seven? Yeah. Like Bert, Bert Macklin or yeah. whatever. Going <laughs> <laughs> to be that for 24 hours. Yeah.
0: Was that from uh parks and, parks and rec. rec? Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching that a lot lately too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess it's that, just whatever yeah. it is
1: that you're, for it's committing for, to you're committing to it for 20 for an extended
0: period period okay. of time okay all right another one is called aftercare, a the period of time after play with during which players check in and reestablish connections with each other often involves cuddling sex eating or drinking to replace electrolytes discussing the scene <laughs> and we checking in um i mean this is okay. kind of like a general Let's just like, general terminology yeah. for like if you're having an orgy <laughs> and you need to regroup with your pack um age play you know, different ages, okay. parent-child, which is weird, but, mm. you know, like older, incest, diaper play, all that kind of stuff. Diaper in of play. Yeah, that's out there. I know. Um, BDSM, bondage, yeah. blood choking. Blood choking? The act of causing someone to pass out or begin to lose consciousness, consciousness by restricting the blood flow to their brain. So choking out. Oh.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's easy. That's, just, that's, that's a standard. Saturday night. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: bondage that's that's pretty explanatory bottom that's a role uh re- referring to the person receiving sensation breath play what the fuck is the this? act of choking and or restricting breath breath play is a topic of debate in many kink circles because of the difficulty or of the risks involved it is considered very dangerous and falls into the category of edge play oh um have you ever seen these these folks that will get into those full latex suits where even their mouths and noses are covered Mm -hmm. and it's like sensory deprivation. Yeah. I've seen these videos where these dudes are like strapped to a massage table and they're in this suit. They can barely breathe. Oh, my God. And the the only thing that's out is it, their dick. (laughs) The dick. And they're, (laughs) they're being tortured to the point where they're like at almost a climax and then they'll stop. Like the the per the person who's who's stroking them, mm-hmm. and they'll stop, and then the guy's just writhing and wriggling there. He can't move. He can't he can breathe. Barely breathe. He, yeah, and every inch of his body is covered with latex except for his penis. Oh, and he fin- finally you know ejaculates, and it's like it looks like it's really intense, but yeah. you know it just looks really torturous, and I could <laughs> see why it's like a. Dangerous thing. Yeah, it's so risky. Edge play. Yeah, there's cock and ball torture, cane and caning, okay. collar, and collaring, consent. Let I me mean, you know what that is. Consensual non-consent. What is that? Oh, rape play. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the very specific term for rape play. Uh, cors- corsetry, tight lacing, uh, corsets. Mm-hmm. You, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen those corsets where they actually like pierce? The rings in the back, yes. and then tie, and the, then they do
1: the ribbon yeah. oh, in the um, man. in the little rings, and they yeah. put them on their sides or whatever. Yeah, they're basically
0: turning your skin into a corset. Yes, that creepy. that's creepy. I mean, it, it's for some people, it's it's hot, but
1: <laughs> I've seen it done where it's actually kind of beautiful. Really? Yeah, just okay. depending on.
0: I guess there's but, kind of beauty in any of that stuff. Right?
1: Yeah, well, if they do it with like the little tiny ones, and then just do a little thing, and it's like on your side. I've seen, I have seen it where they. Done it nicely.
0: I, uh, my, uh, my wife got her, what is this? The lip done right, right there. The, the bottom lip, right below the called, lip.
1: That starts with an L.
0: Lip. Let, let, I don't know. But she got that pierced, right? Her bottom La middle. Labre. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and the guy that did it had those implants on the top of his hands. Oh, snap. And like when you go to shake his hand, you can feel it. And the, but but when you look at them, they, it's clearly like shapes that mm-hmm. they made with ball bearings and they just like organize oh. them to make whatever shape he was going for. Uh-huh. Really interesting to feel like those ball bearings under his skin as you're shaking his hand. Yeah, Very creepy. Um, there's cupping, also known as fire cupping. It's the act of heating up glass cups with rounded backs, usually a few inches across on the skin. As the cup's cool, they create a vacuum, leaving a hickey-like bruising pattern.
1: Oh, all the celebrities do that, but I didn't know it was a kink.
0: Yeah, apparently. I guess it feels good. Um, if done hot or, and hard enough, cupping can also break the skin. Oh! Damn. There's Dungeon, there's Domination, there's Dungeon Master, there's D's. Shorthand for dump dominance and some edge play. We just kind of disco- discussed that. Yeah. Enema, fetish, uh, fet life. That's oh. the website we're talking about uh, in previous previous podcasts. Enema? Oh, yeah. Active douching or cleaning out the anal cavity and rectum. It's could be I a don't... fetish. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, I mean... There's poop fetishes. Like, why <laughs> yeah. can't Anima be in there? <laughs> Fireplay, you know, play a fire. Mm-hmm. Fisting, floggers, golden showers, hanky code. What? Hanky code. What you know what that? that is? So, in the gay community, if a man is wearing a certain hanky on either the left or the right of their their pockets, and what color that, that determines what they're into. Um, oh. So... Such as leather, suede. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm reading the wrong thing. Originally, out of the gay leather scene, the hanky code uses different colors and materials of handkerchiefs or bandanas to indicate areas of BDSM interest. Using the hanky code is often called flagging. Where at a bar or party, a person would wear a certain color bandana in a certain pocket, right or left, to communicate preferences to others. Example: black bandana in the left pocket indicates into receiving, or bottoming heavy. Uh, sodomy. Oh. So there's, you know, every color has a different thing. So if it's either you're a top or a bottom or if you're a twink or if you're into twinks or if you're mm-hmm. uh, wanting to do get, you know, get drugs or if you want to any end of the spectrum, the, the yellow yeah. ones are for golden showers, that kind of thing. Yeah. Giving or receiving is like left or right, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Gorian, which is based on the sci-fi novels of John Norman. Gorian households and couples follow a strict and traditional protocol involving specific postures and rituals. Most Gorian relationships are twenty-four-seven and master-slave. That sounds weird. That sounds crazy. That sounds like some Scientology type shit. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. I'm not going to go through all these. Oh my god. Impact play. I'm guessing that's like beating and slamming and whipping and. Jesus. Ugh. Knife play? Ooh, I don't want to play with knives. That's just, that's a little creepy.
1: Yeah. Ugh. I have a family member that one time I found a knife somewhere, like, where it shouldn't have been. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And they were like, oh, it's my sex knife.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck is a sex, sex knife? Oh. <laughs> Uh, there's medical play, play scenes involving medical equipment, or playing doctor. Oh,
1: or like get the speculum in there? Mm-hmm. Open it
0: up. Munch. A social event for kinksters, usually held at a bar or restaurant, originates from the term burger munch. A munch doesn't involve play or sex, but rather an event for community to gather, talk, share interests, or munch on each other, I'm <laughs> gathering. Oh. Uh, mummification. Oh, yeah. Oh, the wrapping or mummifying of part of all of the body to confine movement and or limit sensory experience. Maybe that's what I saw, oh. but it was like a latex suit. So maybe that's why I was conflating. it. Oh, so, OK. That yeah. sounds that sounds amazing. all right. We're, we're almost done here. I that is
1: crazy. Uh,
0: needle play, play Ugh. party, play, 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 pony play. Oh, I've uh,
1: seen a I've seen. uh What was it? There was an HBO special. And on the HBO special, they had people that were dressed up. Like fucking horses. Oh yeah, so this is
0: a common thing. Yeah, yeah, they, they had like uh, a
1: whole community of
0: pet play. Yeah, it's like there's it's like the puppies and the the ponies. They wear the masks and they basically mm-hmm. play out. And, their... Or
1: like the guys would have uh, bridles in their mouths and the oh, girls wow. would be like riding riding on the, on the their back. It was oh, that fucking... sounds hot. It was crazy. I think
0: I'm gonna do that. <laughs> no, uh <laughs> uh rape fantasy Cover that. Rough sex. That's why is that on the list? Um scat play. Shibar- oh. Shibari. What's this? Oh, traditional Japanese rope bondage. That's like where they get really technical oh. with their with their rope tying. Yeah. Um, sounding. From the medical practice, sounding was equivalent to measuring but within bodily orf- orifices. In the modern kink <laughs> world, world, uh, sounding refers to the practice of inserting metal rods into the urethral openings. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Or, uh, either on men or women. No. Oh, no. I mean, if you're into that, that's fine. Yeah, uh, I'd rather I mean, not put things in my urethra.
1: Everybody likes different stuff. Yep.
0: Oh. Uh, suspension. This is cool. I do like watching this, but it doesn't get me off. It's just amazing to see people go through the lengths at pain. Um, the practice of lifting or partially lifting the subject into the air, most commonly seen with rope. Suspension can be done with any number of things, although familiarity with anatomy and safe practices must. So they suspend you from either rope or hooks that are hooked into your skin mm-hmm. and they're just dangling you by skin. That's hooked together from rope. You seen this? I have
1: a friend that does this. Well oh, I really? haven't seen them in a really long time, but we're friends on Facebook. So, um, so you s- there's pictures.
0: Yeah, it's intense. Man, yeah. To see what they go through and that they they could dangle there for minutes longer sometimes. Yeah. And, and you'd really gotta know what you're doing when you're doing that
1: stuff. Yeah, that shit is crazy.
0: So, man, that's a whole different level. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh we're rounding it out here. Uh, Switch one who switches between roles sadist one who enjoys giving pain top top drop what's What's a top top drop drop? an emotional psychological or physiological state that can sometimes come after play usually involves feeling feelings of loss loneliness disgust self-doubt misgivings about the play or one's identity as a kingster, and sadness.
1: Well, that's like me every day,
0: <laughs> but you're not having
1: sex. Yeah, so, that's true. Oh my so god! So it's just like you feel bummed out after you
0: fuck. Yeah, and you just wonder why did I do this? Oh, oh, that's kind of that's kind of depressing. <laughs> I hope you never hear the word top drop if you're having sex. Yeah. Oh. Man, I'm top dropped. Oh, no. Uh, okay, there's vanilla. We know what that is. Yeah. We're describing a non-kink-oriented sex person. Uh, wax play. Have you ever done that with hot wax?
1: No, I've watched it before, but yeah, does not doesn't really, really into it. doesn't
0: really interest me either. Water sports, playing involving pee. Um, oh. And wat, wor, Wartenberg wheel. What the fuck? What's a Wartenberg wheel? A device oh. originating in the medical field to test nerve-ending response and ah. sensation. And Wartenberg wheel is a small, very sharp, spiked wheel that can be rolled over the skin or used in conjunction with an electrical play unit. This, I've seen oh. this. These are like little, little wheels that have, that have, uh, like metal spikes on them. And it's almost like if you were to lay on like a bed of nails, but it's just like rolling on your back.
1: I've seen those. They're, um, It's like perforating something when you're sewing. Like they have those little sewing things. Yeah. So, so, and then you could connect it to an electric thing. I guess. Or
0: uh, these, these guys, I've seen these uh, electrodes in the sex Uh shop that you can like put on your body. It's almost like those ad workouts where they, you know, Uh "Eh, eh, eh." but like they have these, they actually have these prods that they actually have electric shocks and you like (laughs) basically prod you and, and electric shock.
1: That feels good. I mean, it's another
0: sensory thing.
1: Different things feel good to different people.
0: Different strokes for different folks. That's right. All right. That's going to do it for us for this week's podcast. If you want to uh, write us, you can do so at, rad at radradio.com, And we will be back next week with another podcast.
1: Yeah. And don't forget, uh, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. All those things help us.
0: Love us. You love us. Please. <laughs> Namaste, fuckers. Bye. The rad-